Okay, hold on. Work. Yes. We'll see how long my bladder lasts today because I just chugged a whole cup of coffee. I warned my Discord friends that if, if I get on to play games tonight, I will be drunk. <laughs> I love it. I have like yeah. a cat hair stuck to my mouth now. I was like, I'm always like, I'm always like the level-headed one in the group. So it was like, they call me Cece because it's my my screen name. And so it was like, the calm, cool, and collected Cece will become an overly affectionate bundle of joy. <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea what they're in for tonight. <laughs> uh, I'm working on volume control. So apparently, drink the higher my volume goes and the shriller it gets. So. I felt so bad. Sammy was doing a raid last week and I was so loud. She could hear it, but like our rooms are right next to each other. So like if she moves her chair, I can hear it. <laughs> like <laughs> how much you could have done. Yeah. And she was like, normally it's not a problem. And she was like, I'm not mad at you. Like, don't take this the wrong way. Cause I've pre-warned her about this. And I was like, don't worry, you'll have two weeks where I'm not drinking because I can't, because I have to work. <laughs> Who? Blame my work. Anyways. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Welcome back to Fucked Up Fables. If ruining your childhood is something you enjoy, you've come to the right place. So this is our second week, episode two of Fucked Up Month, where we're going to tell myths and fairy tales about liquor. I am totally curious as to know how a fairy tale involves liquor, for the record. <laughs> And we're going to do this while completely drunk. So last week, I took us into the myths of Dionysus. And so this week, we're going to go down the fairy tale lane with some grim tales. So Titania, what are you going to give us today? Um, actually, before we go into that, let's talk about what we're drinking. <laughs> well, you can say it and then say what we're drinking. Yeah, we're going to hold people in suspense for a smidge longer. Fine. So, Inky-do with your tiny bottle of liquor. What are you drinking? <laughs> I have to work tomorrow. Why not? So, I have Malibu rum <laughs> and some Dr. So Pepper. I know, it's a little airplane bottle. <laughs> With some on the airplane? No, I'm pretty sure we got this at Total Wine and More for a dollar. You know what? Good deal. I lived off of those little dollar bottles. Well, I'm an alcoholic. Really? Yeah. So, little little things we could sneak into the dorm. Yep. Didn't have that dorm life. All right, Vi. Since you're joining us tonight, what are you drinking? Welcome back. I am yeah, drinking a, back. A, a straw. Yeah, <laughs> I was gone for a little while because I got married, but I'm back now. <laughs> um, I am drinking a strawberry wine that is local made. Um, it's St. James. Oh, ah! It's so good. Yeah, uh, it said sweet wine, so I was like, hmm, I'll drink that probably. Yeah. I've never tasted it before, so uh, this is going to be the first sip. It's going to be very fruity or very meh. No, their strawberry is pretty fruity. All their fruit wines are pretty fruity. I find St. Yeah. James. I could drink this. <laughs> Approved. Approved? Yay. We like to hear that. All right, Titania. Support local businesses. Um, <laughs> I am drinking um, a Korean liquor called Soju, if I'm remembering correctly. 
because suddenly it's out of my head. Uh, this is plum. Um, it's supposed to be pretty high in alcohol, even with a little bottle. And it is, I can tell you right now, because like, I have that much left. I'm feeling it. Following that up with some strawberry soju. And if that's not enough, I have a Korean, and I quote, wine product downstairs. That's literally what it says on the label. So... <laughs> All right. Well, we have to make sure that uh, that's not enough, so that we can, so that we get to experience the wine product. Right. On, what is the uh, wine product? I don't know. It was a cute bottle, and so I bought it because packaging is everything to me. But um, I'm just excited because I got to break out my Nintendo wine glass. I was going to say, if I don't drink it this week, I'll drink it next week. There you go. <laughs> Like, if you can get past the... Out- My cat just fell off the desk. <laughs> of course. Sorry. I, I gotta let him out. Hold on. <laughs> no, no, he's here. He's a cat that does not like sudden movements. And he literally rolled off the desk, and I think he's embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, um, be pretty embarrassed, too. Yeah, we like, can... Don't, don't look at me. Right. Yeah, when Abby falls off the desk, because this is a, a recurring theme, apparently, she, like, stands up and just kind of like, what the fuck just happened? Pretty fine. But he, like, darted to door, like, head down. <laughs> Are you okay, Alicia? <laughs> you guys There's already a dog me? hair in my wine. You were frozen like this. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, soju. Soju is approved. Delicious. It's like a... Oh, she's frozen again. Oh. Why is everybody freezing? Oh, she's having internet problems. Oh, no. This is fruity and delicious. She's so, she's frozen and she's so happy. (laughs) I know, I was going to say, I kind of want to screenshot it. (laughs) Where's my snip tool? (laughs) That's what I use for everything, too. Oh, Oh, no, she's gone. She'll come back. I'm the host now. Okay, we're still recording. Yay. Right. Well, I'm going to tell you about my Nintendo glass then. Yay! Um, there's the Super Smash Bros. on one side, and then the Zelda symbol on the on the other side, and then the bottom is a Pokeball! That's adorable. Yeah, I painted it myself way back when. Way back when. Is it uh that special glass paint where you throw it in the oven? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we did it for my sister's bachelorette party like eight years ago that's a cute idea yeah it was a lot of fun the gold paint is chipping off a little bit now after eight years (laughs) um because it's like a like one of it was one of those paint pens it wasn't like the actual glass paint Mm. but it's all freehanded that's cool yeah i feel like for freehand i'm like i want some of those markers but i keep buying unnecessary art products and i shouldn't buy anymore oh my god i'm so bad my money, I feel like my disposable income would go to like makeup and clothes, and now it's like dolls and unnecessary art supplies because <laughs> I have nowhere to go. I'm yeah, I'm the exact same. <laughs> I I went to Hobby Lobby like four times and did not come away with cosplay supplies, and Adam was so proud of me. Really? Yeah. No. I bought like one thing of plaid FX paint that like I actually needed and that was it. 
good job yeah i'm i'm pretty notorious for being like i only have 17 rolls of foam that's not enough hold on hold on hold on use your phone she's saying she may have a record tonight but she's going to love these stories oh um can we do tomorrow after she gets off of work yeah i'm so prepared i know you're like i'm already drunk <laughs> my hair is cute like let's do this she doesn't have to oh yeah I say I'm through almost an entire bottle of this. We need to tonight. <laughs> we'll get more. She's going to try the app. Yay! I used I used to use the app when we would record before, and we would have to use like um, Anchor or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, still up. Try the. I'm talking while I text. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, if you say it out loud, you spell it better, though. Oh, it's just really funny because you're like narrate. Like I don't even have to look at the messages because you're narrating them to me. <laughs> For now, it seems to be working. Not allowed to leave. I'm this much in. You can't leave. I'm sorry. It was like your internet is unstable. And then it just kicked me. And then our whole internet just went down. And I was like, uh. I feel that. We, we've had quite a few internet problems with work where it was constantly going, like disconnecting me from the network. We had to get a new modem, I think it was. I also made my question mark. Yay. All right, that should catch my my attention. I have questions. Well, <laughs> I keep <guess>. candy. <laughs> All right, are you ready? For this? With my shirt though. Do I, do I need a question mark too? Awkward. No, we just found that the last time she did a fairy tale, I think it took double the amount of time because I was asking a question like every five seconds. <laughs> that also happened with the history one that we did. So oh yeah. I just asked so many questions. She was like, I don't know. Or she was like, later. We'll get to it later. And I'm like, but I need to know how. The main thing is that I actually have like a script written so I may not notice. So it's good that you have something big, wave it around. See, that's the problem I have is I like to look at myself, which is really weird. No, I get it. Um, Me too. I'm always like, is everything okay? It's not even that. It's looking at myself, I think, to make sure that I'm not like looking crazy. Like not just like pretty, but like I'm not, yeah, just like straight up way out there because like I talk with my hands and I move a lot. I'm super good at looking crazy because one of my eyes floats and I, like I can make it float. So I can like make my eyes go the opposite of cross-eyed. That's super cool. <laughs> I love it. I don't have any special talents like that. <laughs> I can twist. I shouldn't. Head. I shouldn't do it because I lose vision in that eye when I do it, and then, like the more that I do it, the higher my chances of going blind are. Don't do that. 
so I, should, I shouldn't do it but there's no I danger can... in my nose twitch so that's it <laughs> I, I mean there's not like a legitimate danger I, I I can lick the tip of my nose can you really mm-hmm. I can actually do the bunny twitch not the bewitched fake twitch yeah. <laughs> we're all talented here that's my tongue. I can roll my tongue. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> All right. I'm going to jump into it. All right. Okay. So now that we all, by the way, so could be the drinking game in this too, because I did an autocorrect on my script and like it wanted to insert a comma after every time I said the word so. There's a lot of them. <laughs> I, I still feel like it's going to be nowhere near mine because when I was drunk, so after watching Phantom Part 2 and hearing myself say it so many times, no, it wasn't Phantom Part 2. That was the drunk one. Yeah, yeah, it was Phantom Part 2, yeah. Hearing it so many times and then doing the Dionysus episode, I was like aware that I say it a lot and then because I was drunk, I couldn't stop myself from saying it until about halfway through when I like crossed the hurdle and it was just total nonsense. Um, yeah. I feel like I feel like though, like we could we can note that if the audience would like to get appropriately sloshed with us, just drink every time. <laughs> T says so. <laughs> it's gonna happen a lot. All right. We so, need a snow counter. <laughs> <laughs> now that we have disclosed what we're drinking, and now that we've disclosed the game, if you want to play along, only if you're of age, of course. Um, let's get into it. So I'm going to attempt to make it through. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say it again? Focus. All right. I'm going to try to make it through three grim fairy tales. It's going to be a long night. Good luck. <laughs> um, I couldn't really find anything that's centered around alcohol. Inky Doo's disappointment, but if you can get away <laughs> with like touching Christmas with shiny boy, the mistletoe, I can get away with this. Just saying. <laughs> that was the biggest reach I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> mistletoe Christmas done. <laughs> um, so the stories involve alcohol. They're kind of like a catalyst. Uh, it may not make sense at the moment, but it will. I promise. Um, but. I don't know what I was writing when I said this. Uh, I apparently found these stories very random when I wrote this down. Were <laughs> you drunk when you wrote it too? That's the worst part. What about words that contain so? No. Like what? More so? Like sober. No. Oh. <laughs> if you want, if you want to go to the hard level, yes. Yeah. It, all right. That's extreme difficulty extreme difficulty yeah because you have to be able to recognize the words that contain so yeah and the more you drink the harder that's gonna be exactly Ah, so let's start off with one that has a real twist at the end that's probably going to bother me (laughs) the story is called clever elsie there is a sister story to this called clever hans but i didn't read it because I think I might check it out for the next time I tell these tales. Sorry, my entire 
My entire thing just froze after you said Elsie. So I have no idea what you just said. Continue. <laughs> All right. Um, so there's a sister story to this called Clever oh. Hans, but I'm saving that for next time. Um, so we're all going to go into this not knowing anything about Hans, which is probably for the best. All right. <laughs> you think Hans, like H-A-N-S, Hans? Yeah, the name Hans. Okay. Like Hans Christian Anderson. I wasn't sure if that's what you're saying or not. Right. Yes. Hans. <laughs> like Hansel without the O. All right, moving on. Um, so Solo. This story starts off very Robert Bridegroom-ish. And if you haven't seen that, it will be linked below or in the cards. Um, it has a father who has a daughter that everybody calls Clever Elsie. And if you haven't heard the... Oh, nope. I already said that. Sorry. I'm not off to a good start, guys. <laughs> Maybe I did pregame. You did. I was going to say, like, you explicitly said that you did. I said I did not pregame. Oh, but then you also a while, and I drank a lot of this while we were. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you said you didn't pregame, but then also you held up a bottle that was like ninety eight percent empty. Why we're talking, lady? (laughs) We did it. We. I would like to the audience to know that we talked for like maybe twenty minutes. I'm a pro. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. I am almost done with my first class, so. Okay. which is the next word in my script which is great anyway this father and mother because there's actually a mother in this story okay. both agree that Elsie is all grown up and should get married after a while a man comes along who is named clever hans hans woos Elsie, but has one very strict stipulation his wife must be wise Elsie's parents quickly defend their daughter when hans tells them this The mother says, and I quote, and this is a beautiful quote, she can see the wind coming up the street and hear the flies coughing. I'm sorry, why? How romantic. I have questions. (laughs) Put your question mark down. (laughs) Flies coughing? questions I get to drink because I'm (laughs) a teller of these stories, so that's my drinking game. Flies cough. (laughs) What? (laughs) They barf, so it makes sense that they would cough. <laughs> I don't want to know how you even know that. I on everything. I knew that, but hearing that out loud, I don't know. That just... <laughs> it's like the grapes of wrath. Barfing flies, grapes <laughs> of wrath. Yeah, totally. If you want a good grapes of wrath joke, go to our last week. <laughs> It's a small balls joke. <laughs> I think everyone got that, except so for five care. minutes later. <laughs> anyway, Hans, sticking to his one rule, essentially says, well, that's fine and all, but if she isn't wise, I'll know and I won't have her. Now, this is where things start to take a turn. So one night, Hans is eating dinner with Elsie and her family. I'm sorry. I just burped. (laughs) He sounds like a serial killer already. This is not the Robert Bridegroom. (laughs) Close, but it's not. Hans is eating dinner with Elsie and her family when Elsie's mother asked her to fetch some beer from the cellar. 
here's where the alcohol in the story lives. So Elsie picks up a pitcher, goes to the cellar, places the jug under the tap, and begins to pour the beer. She either uses a chair to hold the jug up off the ground closer to the tap, or she just sits in it. It's kind of unclear, but it's actually important to know that she's trying to innovate this process to make it a little bit easier on herself. Like that's the clever part of clever Elsie. So is it like heavy? She froze. It's filling it up and that's why. Repeat that. <laughs> oh, question. Yes. <laughs> is it like heavy when she's filling it up and that's why she has to use a chair? It's like it a like jug. A like think of like a clay pitcher and you're filling it to the brim with beer. It's going to be heavy. And like if you're holding it to the tap and you're bending over a little bit, because think it's like a cask, like a barrel. Oh, the, okay. You're bending over. It's kind of I was thinking a beer tapper. Too modern. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they had those when the story was written. <laughs> it was labeled with Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't want the Bud Light. <laughs> Not sponsored by Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> I don't drink Bud Light. I'm a beer snob, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, um, oh. all right, next paragraph. <laughs> so, <laughs> lady, <laughs> while the beer is pouring, she lets her eyes wander until she spots directly above her a pickaxe that had accidentally been left by the masons who built the house. She immediately begins to cry and says aloud. I need a question. Yes. Question thing. So she. Uh, this is the first story. How, how <laughs> long has this pickaxe been in the house, and why is it in the beer cellar? So the cell. So the cellar is just the basement, right? So my 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 imagining is that she's down in the basement and like somebody had taken their pickaxe and like stuck it into the wall while they were building it and walked away and just forgot about it right, right, do- right. But like but like is it i imagine that you know she like grew up in this house so this pickaxe is years this is the first time they've ever gotten beer yeah maybe maybe all right this is just the first time that she saw it all right anyway it's not small it's a pickaxe (laughs) but but when she sees this pickaxe she immediately begins to cry and says aloud to no one around her if i get hans and we have a child and he grows big and we send him to the cellar here to draw beer then the pickaxe will fall on his head and kill him and she starts to scream uncontrollably. What? <laughs> I knew your reaction was gonna be this. <laughs> yep. I too would do that if I saw a pickaxe in my basement. Yeah. She's not even concerned about herself. Like, why is it her son 20 years down the line? What? If she marries Hans, we don't even know if that's gonna happen. Oh, there's more. Would you like to know more? Are you ready to move forward into the confusion? No. Lay it on me. All right. After a while, 
Her mother sends a servant to go fetch Elsie. Um, I, I, whoa, 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 whoa. Question. Yes. <laughs> I, have a, I have an answer for you right here because I knew you were going to say something. Yes. Why do they have servants if she had to go and get this? So my thoughts, because we can only go off of my thoughts because it's not described in the story. My <laughs> thoughts are, this is like a larger manor country house type of thing. And they have servants, but like, it's kind of a sweet thing when you're trying to marry off your, your daughter to have her wait on her husband. So she goes to fetch the beer to pour her husband a glass. That's my thought. But like, if they're rich enough to have servants, then wouldn't he also have to be somewhat well endowed because they're not going to marry down? I I want to know why they did not hear her screaming uncontrollably. I thought about that too. My my other parenthesis was I guess they couldn't hear her. That's my explanation. You were prepared. You learned from the robber bridegroom. I did. So when the servant arrives at the cellar, she sees Elsie sitting in front of this barrel, screaming uncontrollably. The servant asks, what's the matter? And Elsie says the exact same thing. If I get Hans and we have a child and he grows big, the big ass is going to kill him. The maid exclaims, what a clever Elsie that we have. And immediately sits down next to Elsie and begins to cry loudly. But wait, there's more. <laughs> the people sitting at the dining room table realize after a while that neither the servant nor Elsie have come back. Um, oh, I put my thought here. My thought while I was reading this was, I can just imagine this group of people sitting in awkward silence around the table going, the fuck is coming, going on? Where is everybody going? Because like, Hans is a stranger, right? Weird moment. Anyway, so- The prediction is that this pickaxe is gonna fall and she's going to somehow save everyone so no one dies. And then they're going to get married and have a baby. So apparently there's a boy around. What? Uh, either a sibling or perhaps another servant. It's not clear. But the father, in irritation, asks the boy to go to the cellar to fetch the two women. At, and the exact same thing happens. He asks Elsie why she's crying. She tells him the same thing. He plops down on the ground and joins in the wailing. So now we have three people wailing and no one can. After some time has passed, the father tells the mother to go check on them. So the mother goes into the cellar and lo and behold, the exact same thing happens. So now we have four people sitting in this cellar, crying and screaming about a non-existent child's horrible fate. Why don't they just remove the pickaxe from the wall? Right! That's actually a good point. I didn't even think about that. Why don't they just be like, hmm, problem solved. Yoink. That would have solved the problem. But wait, there's more. Wait, is that picture full yet? Or is she? I did not know that this was a 2 a.m. infomercial. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Um, You know how in infomercials, they always have those ridiculous moments where some tragic accident happens. This is the tragic accident, only it's not happening. They're just imagining. Where they intentionally fumble the popcorn all over the place. It's uh, white people. There's something wrong with white people. It's always (laughs) white people in commercials. It is. Tragic happens. I hate to say it, but I think I am a walking infomercial before segment to my life with my clumsiness factor. (laughs) I'm the only person 
walking in this earth to have those moments happen in real life. <laughs> I would well, not say only person. I said so. <laughs> Look, I'm almost out of drink. Next, overcome by thirst and super annoyed that no one has returned with beer, the father goes to the cellar to see what's going on. And wouldn't you know, the exact same thing happens. Now there's five wailing adults in the basement. Hans had stayed upstairs in the dining room and sat there for a long time. Finally, he decides to go to the cellar to see what's going on. When he arrives, it's written that he sees five people sitting, screaming, and lamenting piteously, each trying to outdo the other. <laughs> I'm going to cry harder than you. And he asks what's going on. Elsie tells him the exact same thing. And for some reason, this makes Hans go, yes, you are such a clever person. Marry me. And they get married. So there's that. Wait, is that the end of the story? Is that it? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, after they've been married for a while, Hans informs Elsie that he's going to go work since they need some money. He asks her to go into the field and cut some corn for bread while he's at work because he wants to enjoy this when he gets home. She agrees. So after her husband leaves for work, Elsie decides that first she needs to take some lunch with her. Um, so she cooks some broth and heads out. When she arrives to wherever the field is, she decides that she's going to eat before working. Fine. But after she eats, she becomes very sleepy. So she mm -hmm. decides that you shouldn't work while you're tired. So she lays down to take a nap. That's me. <laughs> I'm Elsie. <laughs> back to Hans. Um, time has passed. He's back home from work. And um, he decides that, you know, Elsie's not home yet. I should probably go check up on her. And so he goes out into the dark to find his wife. He, I see the word so and I purposely skipped it. <laughs> he heads to the field and discovers Elsie asleep in the corn. Rather than waking her up and saying, are you okay? What's going on? He goes home and grabs a fowler's net, which has little bells on it, returns to Elsie and quietly drapes this net over her. Oh, wait, question. Is a fowler's net what they use to catch fowl? Is that why it's called a fowler's net? That was the spelling of the word fowl, so I'm assuming yes. Okay. With um, bells. Okay. So, Wait, why, why would it have bells on it if you're trying to catch a bird? So that probably, makes, They'd probably hang it, and then they could hear when the bird gets stuck in it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, Mark. I'm not that drunk yet. Oh. <laughs> I'm not drunk either. I'm just blonde and dumb. I'm <laughs> not drunk either. Put some more concealer on. <laughs> Put some more concealer on. <laughs> Spilled this all over me multiple times, though. That's, that's a sign that I'm getting there. <laughs> you didn't spill it on you last time. I did spill it on me last time. It's, it, like, shot out of the cup and hit me on my arm. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So he goes home, shuts the door, sits down, and continues to work on whatever it is he's working on. I'm assuming maybe net making. After a long while, very late into the night, Elsie wakes up. When she stands, the bells of the net jingle around her. And I, I guess like the net sticks to her somehow because they jingle with every step that she takes. 
these bells freak her out and she starts questioning her own existence. Is she clever Elsie or is she not? She stands there in a field with this net on her thinking really hard about who she is and decides, I can't answer this question on my own. I need to go talk to my husband. And so she heads back to her home. Wait, I have more questions. You're right. <laughs> I apparently missed the part where he covered her up. Thanks, internet. So he covers her up. Why? Yeah, so while she was sleeping, he he went back home, got the Spowler's net, and then came back and quietly draped it over her, and then went home. To, to trap her in her uncleverness? No idea. But... So but. he would hear if anybody tried to steal her. Why didn't he just wake her up? <laughs> I think he's done with her shit. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sounds like he's done with her shit. But yeah. then, why did these bells freak her out so much? I would assume that this is something that they use quite so, often. Wouldn't she know? Or is she just like, I hear the bells tolling, marking the end of my life. What they, is life? Yeah, told the dead. Best D&D cantrip. <laughs> they don't explain why she's afraid my thought is it's dark there aren't street lights or anything she doesn't know why this ringing is happening because i guess she can't feel the net on her you see see i don't ever buy the it's dark out you can't see anything unless it's a, unless it's a new moon you can see shit it's especially like, if there's no street lights yeah it's true <laughs> anyway so she goes to her house wondering who she is <laughs> she knocks on her door rather than opening it and says hans is elsie within hans replies with yes she is within this terrifies her and she has suddenly come to the realization that she actually is not elsie so she goes to another door but when the occupants hear the bells they refuse to answer, which I'm assuming knocking a bell jingling super late into the night is really creepy for this time period. Maybe it's because the bell tolls, like Vi said. I don't know, but they refuse to open the door. Bring so she, she did. So she concludes <laughs> because she cannot get within any building. She's not Elsie, and she runs out of the village and is never seen again. The end. <laughs> Mmm. <laughs> this is delicious. What? <laughs> Welcome to Grimm's Fairy Tales, ladies and gentlemen, where they end abruptly and you are left confused. <laughs> okay, so does she think that she's a changeling? Mm. Why does he tell her that Elsie is inside and doesn't tell her that she's crazy? Why I think he wants to get rid of her. That Why? one I have a theory. I think he wants her gone. Why doesn't she just take the damn net off of her? She can obviously- I don't think she realizes she has a net on her. How do you not know you have a net on you? The holes have to be small enough that a bird can't escape. Does she leave the net on for always? At least through running out of the village. Yeah, yeah. Does, does does not so clever Elsie jingle for the rest of her life? Probably. Is everybody scared of the jingling lady? Quite possibly. So that's the story of clever Elsie. I don't Did know she become a hag? That would be it. She becomes a banshee. That's what the wailing was earlier. It was it was practice. Uh, so I'm really pre banshee pre banshee stages. 
Yeah. I'm really interested in reading Clever Hans because maybe it'll give me his side of this whole fiasco, but I refuse to read it today, so. It's probably going to be somebody else named Hans. And not there's, yeah, there's a lot of Hans in Grimm, so. Which I really hope that it's him. The same guy. I was going to say, I, I really hope that, that, that the story is, is him and the entire story is just like, this bitch. <laughs> just like every time. He's like, I'm so fucking sick of your shit. That's what I'm hoping to. Yeah. Um, but on this story, I don't like it. We can revisit when I read Clever Hans probably for the next time I present. Yeah. So I don't like it. My 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 thoughts of this story is that I think it's a warning about being too clever. Like she, I think that her rigging up the the beer tap and everything's supposed to be like she's always trying really hard to be super lazy and then in the end her laziness caught up with her and kind of ruined her life that's my stretch at a moral for this story that's all i got guys mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this folks is where we get the phrase work smarter not harder <laughs> or your husband will drape a net over you and drive you into thinking whether or not you're not yourself <laughs> that wasn't a good otherwise book. you'll be crazy and turn into a banshee yeah to never be seen again but i am interested to know i mean it'd be really funny if hans like is the same guy throughout all of Grimm's tales and that all this shit just keeps <laughs> happening to him <laughs> poor hans yeah poor hans all right story he number just two. wants to be a normal boy is story number two better than story number one? Because I didn't like story number one. I don't like that face. Stop making that face. <laughs> All right. So story no, I number two. Exactly what you didn't like about clever Elsie, so I can't really answer that. I have too many, too many. I have more questions than about serial killer bridegroom. You might hate this next story. I feel like you purposely chose these because I was going to have questions. Like you came. No, it was a Google search. Let's be real. You came came prepared with answers to questions that you knew I was going to ask. As I was reading through them and writing this up, you were in my head. (laughs) Yeah. Going, I have questions. look here <laughs> i tried to be preemptive unfortunately we don't get answers from the grams we only get what's given we only get more questions that is yes yes i don't like it all right <sighs> see my blush is coming out. every time Inkidu um asks a question i'm gonna try to answer it with a question you know they say that's a smart tactic <laughs> like to, like i i saw that somewhere i think it was some sort of sitcom where it was like, um, if you want to seem smart, answer a question with a question. I think I remember seeing that on a sitcom too, but I, I don't remember. They do it in Zootopia. What it that's what he, that's what uh, Nick Wilde tells her, tells Officer Hops to do is um, when she gives like her press conference, she's like, I don't know what to do. And he was like, the way to seem smarter is to answer each of their questions with your own question and then answer your own question. What is the airspeed velocity? <laughs> but yeah, it was still for, they were like, you know, uh, what was it like 
can you tell us about the animals that were infected or affected or whatever? And she's like, were they all predators? Yes. Yeah. Just like that, that was his whole thing was that's like what people in press conferences do is they kind of like ask their own question and then answer their own question so they don't have to answer the original question. <laughs> Fucking genius. <laughs> These people are so smart. Disney, uh-huh. baby. That was Disney. All right. Story number two. Uh, this one has my favorite name, Lies. It's called Frederick and Catherine. It's the most boring name that they have. So, Frederick and Catherine were husband and wife. Questions yet, Inky-Doo? I'm sorry, I was pouring peanuts. You said Frederick and Catherine were what? <laughs> Boning. They're mar- yeah, they're married. <laughs> Do they you have kids? Have questions. Who is Frederick and who is Catherine? People. Names. You froze. I said people. Yeah, you froze on me. So, they've been married for quite a while, but they're still a young couple. One day, Frederick announces that he's going to go plow the field and ask Catherine to roast some meat and gather a fresh draught of beer for dinner. Catherine, there's the alcohol. Catherine (laughs) assured him and that she would do this and shoot him out of the house. As lunchtime drew near, she pulled the sausage out of the chimney and began to cook it in a frying pan. She quickly becomes lost in thought, but after a bit, she suddenly remembers she needs to go to the cellar and get the beer. Here we go again. Thinking the sausage would be fine. She She's going to burn her house down. <laughs> yeah. Predictions, guys. <laughs> she leaves it on the stove and goes to the cellar. As she turns, she goes to the cellar, she grabs a pitcher, and as she turns on the tap um, to allow the beer to flow into the pitcher, she suddenly remembers that she left the sausage unattended and the dog might steal it. So she runs up the stairs, but the dog, whose name is Spitz, and I felt it very important to put that in here, the dog had the sausage in his mouth, and Catherine, furious, chases the dog to try and get it back to salvage it. She chases him through the house and into the field, but the dog obviously gets away. Giving up, Catherine turns back to the house. She had run quite a long way and decided to stroll back slowly to cool herself off. When she returns home, she goes to get the beer from the cellar, but when she's at the top of the stairs, she realizes that in her panic, she forgot to turn off the tap. So the beer had filled up the pitcher and then overflowed onto the basement floor until the cask was empty. Catherine comes up with this brilliant plan of how to clean up this mess. She had a sack of the finest wheat flour from the last fair hanging on the wall. So she grabs the sack of flour and dumps the entire thing onto the beer puddle, using it to soak up the liquid. However, in the process, she accidentally spills the pitcher of beer, which was the last that they had. Yes? <laughs> Prediction, she invented beer bread. <laughs> um, it didn't bother her that she spilled the last of the beer because she was super proud of the fact that she thought of using flour to soak up the spill. So Frederick comes home after working hard in the field He's very hungry and very thirsty. And he was really looking forward to this meal. 
And then he was very disappointed when Catherine explained that the dog ate the meat and the beer had spilled. Frederick, irritated, especially after finding out that she also wasted this third sack of flour, or third thing, which was the sack of flour. Um, Catherine was... <laughs> Catherine... Too much alcohol, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so Catherine replies with if you didn't want me to use the flower in this way you should have told me <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean uh, yes and sure. no sure <laughs> classic oh. classic me answer you shouldn't have to tell somebody not to um, Can you imagine how expensive it is? It's the it's the finest flour in the area, right? The fair, like that's expensive. Yeah, it's like it's like the powdered sugar of flour. Yeah. Did, did they not have any other flour? I. I mean, she re- she remembered there was a sack of flour hanging on a hook and went that. So I don't know. That's how you clean up barf at an amusement park. Have a sawdust. I mean, yeah, but like you, you sprinkle in an absorbent substance on it to clean it up. So maybe, maybe she was going to be a custodian at an amusement park. Thank you, Roller Coaster Tycoon, for teaching me that that's how you clean up barf. That's um, how you clean up any right. type of bodily fluid that's not blood. Well, including blood at uh, like a retail place. We have this. Oh, I was just, I was just getting ready to go. Would you like me to tell you how I clean up blood? I just no. remember it from grade school. They literally had a bucket that said sawdust. Yeah, it wasn't sawdust. It was this miracle stuff that you can buy. But yeah, you spray it on there and it just instantly absorbs it and then you sweep it up and you're good to go. So, uh, Frederick thinks to himself probably the best thought in this entire story. Well, if my wife is like this, I must look after things more. Because he understands Catherine may not be normal. There's only just now realizing this. Yes. He's like, Catherine may be dumb. Of course. So, because he... It's a good uh, thing they've not reproduced yet. I wrote, because he apparently didn't know that he married Amelia Bedelia. And I really hope both of you know who Amelia Bedelia is. Yeah. Uh, Now, when Frederick was out, um, he managed to make some money, which he exchanged for gold coins. And he comes home and this event happens, right? So concerned about his wife's unusual thinking, he decides to lie to her about this money. He shows her these gold coins and explains that they're counters for playing games. Or the other version that I read called them yellow buttons. Does um, she not know what gold looks like then? Perhaps. I'm assuming... Yes. Uh, Catherine is fucking stupid. There's more. So he tells her he's going to put them in a pot and bury them in the stable under the cow's manger for safekeeping. He also warns her that she must stay away from them or, and I quote, it will be the worst for you. Yes. Questions. Why, why does he need, if he told her that they're game counters, why is he burying them under the cow for safekeeping? He doesn't think about it. 
She so it's gold coins, right? We know it's gold coins. Catherine, no idea. Right. She's right, just right, like, right. You're weird, whatever. Right. He's like, Catherine's a little dumb, so I'm going to tell her that they're for a game. But like, logically, in my brain, I would be like, I'm just going to tell her for a game. They're they're for a game, and that she must never play it. Well, he buried them. Which, to I mean, be fair, to be fair, um, people back in these times often buried their life savings in the garden somewhere to keep them from thieves so like that's a normal thing to do to bury your money yeah it's just weird to me that he like lied to her and buried it why didn't he just not tell her that he had it and bury it you that's true maybe (laughs) because if something happened to him maybe he was hoping she'd put it together i don't know i have a prediction for this okay my prediction is you're wrong Pandora's box and then he's gonna murder her I'm telling you you can't predict this story but we'll keep we will put a pin in that and we'll see how wrong you are (laughs) good guess though I like that guess that would be a much more interesting story what Pandora's box and then he murders I love how my internet cuts out and I come in just in time to see you spill stuff (laughs) I'm gonna have to wash the blanket above my lap now because there's just not good. Anyway, so leaves again because his wife agreed to not touch these points. Well, buttons or game counters. While he's out, some peddlers come by the house and they're selling cheap earthenware dishes. Okay. And uh, Catherine was super interested in these, but she's like, I don't have any money, guys. But she tells the peddlers she does have some game counters that she's totally willing to part with if they're interested. And the peddlers were kind of confused, but still thought, can we see them? Because maybe it's something valuable. But Catherine refuses to take them to where they're buried because she agreed she would not go near that place. But she tells the peddlers where they're buried and told them to go have a look. Is that your question? Are you holding this up to get my attention? I don't have the mental capacity to deal with Catherine. (laughs) I don't know where your arm is. My arm? On my screen. No, on my screen, all I can see is your shirt and your (laughs) head. But your arm is just like this blurry sort of blends into your wall. Yes. We talk about this quite often, but which is why it's so funny Uh, yeah so in my brain i was like i see the pad behind her head but i cannot figure out how it's there like i'm like "Eh." sorry my internet cut out so that was really funny but yes we talk about this quite often on zencaster we can talk about that i'm gonna go Okay, we can color correct it, but on Zoom we can't. So I just kind of blend in with the background. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely was like, I don't know where her limb is, but it's fine, I guess. Yeah, it's um, it's because our walls are beige. Well, you've been to my house, you know, they're they're beige everywhere. Yeah, my um, uh, my shirt is fluorescent green though. Sure, it looks, it looks yellow. Yeah, it is not. It is fluorescent green. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a picture so you guys can actually see what my shirt looks like. It's just straight up fluorescent green. green. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm wearing a Marvel t-shirt. I actually wore this for a specific reason. And it's, I was telling Diane about it. And it's because I won this shirt by doing a shirt exchange at Crehans on St. Patrick's Day. And uh, shirt exchange is literally where you take off your shirt in front of the whole bar and they give you another shirt. <laughs> but it's for the Belleville Bugle Band or River. It's, oh, oh, it's for the what? The Riverside Bugle Band. I don't know what that is. It's a bugle band. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, they, they go, like, I think they're metro area. So they just go around and play a whole bunch of venues and stuff. But they always play St. Patty's Day at Crehans. And it's a lot of fun. I have another one that's just like this one, and I have a pink one. Nice. They are the most comfortable shirts because they give you, like, a 3 or a 4X. You know, so it just kind of fits everybody. Yeah. Yeah, this is a 2X. It's just like a nice big comfy t-shirt. Nice. I wore I wore my Marvel t-shirt in honor of the last episode of WandaVision today. I haven't seen it yet. I oh, apparently so was an episode behind. Did it come out today? Oh, I've seen the whole series. Okay. The final episode came out today. I'm two episodes behind now, apparently. Uh, we haven't decided if it's worth dedicating the time to um you should if nothing else you should need to see her outfit in the last episode because it's 100 something you would cosplay i have to look my favorite is the halloween the halloween episode because they dress up as the scarlet witch and vision from the comics yeah and i said the show is very confusing if you haven't seen it so let's just play yeah that's why I was like, well, there's another one in there, but it's spoiler, so I'm not gonna say it. But you know, it's about Wanda and Vision. So they they dress up in the outfits that they're in in the in the uh my comic. thought is they're stuck in some sort of alternate reality, but don't tell me because I know nothing. I about won't say it. anything other than when you watch the last episode, let me know what you think of her outfit. <laughs> and then please cosplay it for me, please. <laughs> Will do, because I'm starting to feel crafty again. Okay, where were we? All right, so the peddlers go to where she tells them to go. Drink that. (laughs) Um, And they find the gold coins. So of course they take them, but to their credit, they do leave the dishes behind. So it is like a transaction. I technically wouldn't consider them thieves, but the story calls them rogues after this moment. So... I mean, I feel like they're they're taking somebody's entire life savings for some like for some like clay bowls. That's a little thievey. I am demand. It's a little thievey. Yeah. It's like that's like the worst part of capitalist America. Yeah. Yes. They're definitely taking advantage of someone who doesn't know any better. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like it, like I went to the store today. Toilet paper is still twice as expensive as it was before COVID. Like, what the fuck, America? America has been the worst at taking care of its citizens because we have half the country going, oh, we don't want the government to help us. I'm sorry. We have 1% of the country going, we don't want the government to help us. And we have actual people going, we're starving. We need help. I hate capitalism. (laughs) And yet these men aren't thieves. 
I stand corrected. <laughs> they must be white men. Credit. I stand corrected. They are absolutely thieves. And from here on up, they shall be called rogues. <laughs> I know this because I wrote the script. <laughs> you called him a rogue even though you didn't believe it until now. I'm just following the theme of the story. Sure. Anyway, Catherine is super excited for her new dishes. So much so that she displays them all around her house. She puts them on the walls and on shelves because these are awesome and no one actually needs game counters or yellow buttons anyway. So it sounds so, like she got a lot of dishes. Yeah, it, sound, it sounds like they left everything they were carrying behind because I'm betting these gold coins were worth way more than those dishes. <laughs> they, they literally called them plain earthenware cheap dishes, so. It ain't no Tupperware party. Got it. Frederick comes <laughs> home. Uh, Tupperware is awesome, but you got to get like the original Tupperware, not what they make now. And also it's an MLM, so don't support it. Never mind. I, I was going more back to she could join Pandora and Hera in their Tupperware party from oh. the Pandora. You are correct. I forgot about the Tupperware Vi, you had missed so much. Yeah, apparently you guys covered a whole lot of shit while I was gone. <laughs> Go back and listen, but you don't, I cut out some things that we talk about, so you don't always get everything. You gotta come back, lady. I know, I'm here, I'm here, I'm working on it. Except I have, I have picked up, like, so much call. Like, okay. So we much. Know. It's, I know, it's like, 128 hours of call in a month or something like that it's so much money though being on call yeah that's why i'm doing it because i almost never get called in like as as ortho specialty i almost never get called in and then if i do get called in i make bank money and if i don't get called in i get paid to sit at home and play video games which is what i'm gonna do anyway sounds like gaming the system and i appreciate it down with the bloody corporations yeah Eat the rich. Moving on. I mean, if we ever want to do a politics episode, I'm here. Give me more liquor and I won't shut up. All right. So, Frederick comes home, right? (laughs) He sees all of these dishes around and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Catherine proudly explains that she did a trade using the game tokens that he had buried, but she makes sure to explain that she did not go near the area and she kept her promise. But she let the peddlers take him up. Frederick's jaw drops. He is livid. He explains that those weren't counters. Those were her life or were their life savings. So Catherine, very matter-of-factly, tells him that if he didn't want her to touch them and they were her life savings, you should have told me. She has a point. She She does in this case. (laughs) You thought they were useless. Fine, whatever. And then she comes up with a plan. Let's chase the thieves down and get our money back. So Frederick agrees. so good at chasing the dog with a sausage. This time, Frederick, fair, people are way slower than dogs. I don't know. Also, the thieves have some sort of a head start here. We're not certain on the timing. (laughs) But Frederick agrees. Um, He tells her to pack some butter and cheese so that they can eat later while on the road. 
Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was a lot of dairy. Butter and cheese. <laughs> Why butter and cheese? They also have bread, but they don't say it later. Let me think they don't say it until later. <laughs> why are you putting butter on a piece of bread and then putting cheese on it? Because people are fucked yummy? up. Oh. Oh. Yeah, people are <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> it's like literally like... a grilled cheese sandwich. Gross. Bread, butter, and cheese. And grilling it. I mean, you don't know that. I don't like grilled cheese. Anyway. Is it the least important moment in this story? I bet Catherine likes grilled cheese too. I feel like this is the first actual question I've had this whole story. (laughs) But I put it in here because it's important to know that she has the butter and cheese. (laughs) How is this important? This is because it's hard cheese, and she's gonna throw it at the thieves to knock them out to get her gold back. It's worse. Why doesn't she just throw the container of butter? Because that doesn't happen. <laughs> All right, so they set out. <laughs> Frederick plowing ahead with Catherine trailing behind. She's a very slow walker, but she's very happy about being a slow walker because uh, when they go home, in her mind, she has less distance to walk. Because this is this is truly where Amelia Bedelia was like like founded my mind went totally opposite direction and i was like she's a dwarf she's not made for long distances she's a short don't give her that credit (laughs) so along the way she comes to a hill and it that has ruts on either side of the trail um they're they're like carved from carriage wheels and she sees where the carriages and carts have scraped up the trees along this roadside and she is filled with sadness so she takes the butter and smears it onto the wounded bark of a tree thinking it will grease them up so that when the next cart comes by it'll go smoothly by and not hurt the tree and then she bends down and does the same thing to the ruts in the road with the same thought in her head. But in doing so, when she's bending over to put butter, (laughs) such a weird thing to say, when she's bending over to put butter in the rut, a piece of cheese rolls from her pocket and goes down the hill, refusing to go back down the hill. Catherine does the only logical thing she can think of. She takes a second piece of cheese out of her pocket and throws it down the hill, thinking it would bring the other Back. <laughs> cheese fetch. <laughs> so fun to tell you guys. I have so many questions, but now they do you dumb motherfucker. Was born. It gets worse. 
So the cheese doesn't bring back the other cheese. Right, right. So when the cheeses do not return, she takes a third piece from her pocket and rolls it down the hill and says to herself, perhaps they are waiting for company and do not like to walk alone. This is logical, right? And when none of the cheeses return, she says, I do not know what this could mean, but it may perhaps be that the third has not found its way and has gone wrong. I will send a fourth to call it, meaning that the third cheese got lost along the way to the other cheeses. So she's going to toss a fourth one to it. <laughs> I, I really just want you to keep saying the word cheeses. Jesus, am I slurring that badly? No, it's just really funny. What? Because I've had three fourths of a bottle of wine in an hour and a half. <laughs> hey, bye. Hey, bye. Jesus. <laughs> that third piece of cheese went rogue. Rogue cheese? Holy <laughs> shit. Rogue cheese is going to be my new steam name. <laughs> It has a meaning. meaning. (laughs) If anybody anybody wants to be steep friends with me, I'm I'm gonna be rogue cheeses. (laughs) Somebody's gonna mistake it, like you know, you know, (laughs) you know how there's that joke joke that's like in case of emergency, pray to Jesus. (laughs) In case of emergency, great Jesus, what? <laughs> oh no, she's missing all of this. Okay, whew. all right, all right, all right. Look it's... at this. Oh, she's oh, gone. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's in in case of emergency, pray to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Rogue Jesus. Oh boy.
cheese instead of throwing their flour on on the beer puddle. I just said if you break, break the <clears throat> don't you have two new friends to throw? <laughs> just crumble the what cheese and then there's hundreds of friends. That breaks the story. Cheese is friends, not food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I just came in. My abdomen hurts. I've been laughing too much. <laughs> Can you do every episode drunk? <laughs> no, my body will not handle it. <laughs> I could not handle it either. I'm already like gonna be so sad tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna feel this through Monday, but it's totally worth it because <laughs> rogue cheese, baby. <laughs> has to go get the third cheese which got lost <laughs> trying to get the first two cheeses I would like to inquire about how many um, cheeses she has in her pocket Are we like? Is it, 
Um, they call them wheels. So do you know, what are those little like? Baby bell. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. Oh, I imagine see. a full wheel. <laughs> I know, I was like Skyrim cheese wheels for the win. Yeah. <laughs> This is gonna. This whole story is gonna be the death of me, guys. It's it's like it's like when you when you max out your carrying capacity, you fill your entire inventory with cheese, and then you drop it all at once, and your game crashes. <laughs> Are you speaking from experience? <laughs> I think I need another one. cheese rolling down all I can say it's a was. minor part of the story but it's there to show her character development I guess this is not character development the next step into her and Frederick's relationship so but all I can imagine as this cheese goes down this hill is it's log it's log it's big and heavy it's wood you guys don't know the log song no what rolls over the stairs alone or in pairs rolls over your neighbor's dog? It's <laughs> It's better than that. It's good. Um, somebody could roll over Echo with a log, but I'd be really sad if they rolled over Appa. <laughs> it was Wadrin and Stimpy, I think. Yeah. They used to do like their stupid It wasn't allowed to watch Rin and Stimpy. There was like these little infomercials in between it and one of them was an advertisement for log. It was just a log. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of um, Johnny Bravo where they're on like a Jeopardy game show and it's him versus I don't remember what else and a tree stump. <laughs> I think I remember that episode. <laughs> Oh god! Oh. Groups, and all I remember him saying is like beef jerky. And <laughs> <laughs> a garden hose. Beef jerky and a garden hose were two of the four food groups. <laughs> oh, um. Catherine, Catherine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The embodiment of all human stupidity. She storms away, <laughs> and I'm really sad. I left the quote from this moment out because you guys are really enjoying this cheese moment (laughs) and I left this part out to keep it going but she says to herself something along the lines of well I have longer legs than you cheeses do so So she catches up to Frederick (laughs) do the cheeses have legs at all are cheeses sentient? <laughs> Sentience and having legs are not necessarily <laughs> like those two things are not connected. Wait, cheese. cheese logs that like the Wisconsin people put on their heads, but with legs. <laughs> cheese no, I legs. Like cheese, like. If I eat cheese, it's got to be buried with other flavors. And so, like, it's all gross. <laughs> it's all rotten milk to me. Uh, it's, but I love cheese. Oh, so, Frederick. 
Yeah, what that's- did he do while his wife is throwing cheese down a hill? <laughs> Here's why I put the cheese moment in, and I'm glad I did. You guys have thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed the cheeses moment. Um, also, my blush came perfectly in, like I wanted. Glad I didn't put on that makeup. <laughs> so, Fred, when she catches up to Frederick, Frederick asks her for. Oh, no! What? Can you not see it? No. Put it in the only... group chat. Put it in the I. I can only see one person at a time. Oh, look at mine. Hold it up. Oh my god, it's my worst nightmare. <laughs> Literally can't. Oh. <laughs> it looks like it's gonna eat my nose. <laughs> it is. I would like to know. I would like you to know that if you Google cheese with legs, that is the very first Google image result. <laughs> Can we get the right to this? Guys, the photo. Welcome to Fucked Up Fables, Fucked Up Month, where we spend the whole episode drunk and looking (laughs) at cheese with legs. You should look at the other other two first images. (laughs) Wait, okay, I'm writing it down so I don't forget. I'm going to look for free, free use cheese. With legs. <laughs> I, can't. Uh, I can't. Hold on, hold on. This one's gonna do if I can get my computer to work. <laughs> <You're fine now. laughs> We're moving on from the cheese. Ooh, this this one has sexy eyeglasses though. Oh baby, oh baby. And that oh one my, is from oh a free my. stock image website. So I know you can get free images of cheeses. <laughs> I can see it now. There's that picture. And then our Fucked Up Fables logo. And then <laughs> Drunken Fables Part 2. <laughs> and that's the picture. Are cheeses sentient? <laughs> that's going to be the title. Are cheeses as we discuss can cheeses in fact grow legs i would just like to point out that i definitely had so many questions until this cheese segment and now i literally don't even remember what she was doing before she started throwing cheese down the hill looking everything else up (laughs) No, she was she was going. She was putting butter on tree roots. Oh, that's right. Bark. Um, so that I, so I don't know actually why she was doing that, but they were chasing she down the robbers. Them up so that like when the next cart came by, it would smoothly pass without damaging the tree. Mm-hmm. She's a very kind soul. Yeah, that's a word Just like for Lenny. It. Oh no, I think Lenny. Are we ready? I think Liddy was smarter than Catherine. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. <sighs> <clears throat> I'm crying. I'm legitimately crying. Yeah, yeah no. I've, okay, I've been... the cheeses will be fine. <laughs> the cheeses will find their own way home. <laughs> They're all together now. Oh, they're <laughs> Until a raccoon comes and murders them all. 
She wasn't. <laughs> Edit that part out, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I remember, I can't be uh, held to my promises tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. that's fair. All right. All right. So Catherine threw the cheeses down the hill, has stormed off because she's mad because they're not coming back to her. Yes. And she catches up with her husband. Who, as soon as she arrives, goes, can you pass me the butter and cheese? I want to eat some lunch. (laughs) And she explains exactly what happened. I can only imagine the facepalm this man must have done. Because first, she ruined the, the smoked meat and the beer. And then the flour. And then she lost their life savings. And now she can't even be trusted with butter and fucking cheese. <laughs> I would imagine she it's looks less, of a, a le- less of a face palm and it's more of like a good God. Like, I know that I said it's sickness and health, but like, I'm outie. Like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> never said, I never said an intelligence and as dumb as fuck. <laughs> the the face palm is Sokka in the secret tunnel episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> Why is your forehead red? <laughs> oh god, <coughs> you killed me. <laughs> the cheese. Do you need CPR? You're just a few doors down. Liquor. You gonna run? <laughs> <laughs> I would, because I, I am not Catherine, so I would run if you needed CPR. Compressions. You should not have done that. And Catherine replies with, well, if you didn't want me to do that, you should have told me. <laughs> I think she's in the wrong in this one. So I she's for sure in the wrong. While they're eating, Frederick asks if Catherine locked the door when they left. She says Catherine. no, and that if he wanted the door locked, she should have told her. Frustrated or or possibly looking for an excuse to get rid of her for a while he tells her to go home and lock the door also to get some more food and that he would wait for her so she does this when she gets home she has somehow concluded that frederick frederick no longer likes cheese and butter so she grabs dried pears and a pitcher of vinegar for him to drink Wow, I have even more questions now. But my <laughs> first question was: Did she, she find the cheese on her way back? No, yeah, that, I was going to ask that too. No, she did not, and it's very upsetting. Well, that's because they ran away to be happy. They were free. Okay, I would also Second like question. to ask or point out rather that if they ate some cheese at the top of the hill. It means that she had at least seven cheese wheels on her person. She had six. Well, she threw six down the hill. No, no, no. She lost one. So then she threw the second and third. Now my math feels wrong. You might be right. Yeah. 
She <laughs> threw six, well, she threw five, lost one. So there's six at the bottom of the hill. And then they ate at, at the top of the hill. They only ate bread. They did not eat cheese. Oh, okay. Yeah, they ate their bread dry. That's, yes. They could have gone to smear this- their bread on the tree roots to get some of the butter off of them. That was in the past. Uh, okay. <laughs> Second yeah. question. Yeah. What the fuck is a dried pear? Oh, you like dehydrate. <laughs> is that just like dried? Like, you know, like dried, how you have like dried apricots? Fruit trips? Yeah. Okay. Did you do the, that just sounds weird. I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah. I don't like that. You get stuck on yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like that at all. It's okay. it's okay. You could not like dried pears. That makes you have no flavor. Dried pears. I okay. like pears. And then what's the other thing? Vinegar as the beverage. Who drinks straight vinegar? Okay, I have a third question. I know somebody that drinks pickle juice. <laughs> drinks what? Pickle juice. Pickle juice is not vinegar. Pickle juice is delicious. It's basically vinegar. Okay, I have a third question. Is she the one who does the cooking in this house? Because I have serious concerns Catherine. about her capabilities I'm anywhere. I'm sure it's Catherine. <laughs> <clears throat> and now we go back to Amelia Bedelia. So, she gets home, she gets the dried pear, she gets the pitcher of fucking vinegar to drink. Gross. So, their <laughs> front door is one of those really cool, like, Split doors, you know. So she the barn door, whatever. She bolts the upper half, but decides to unhinge the lower half and strap it to her back. Now, I have to do a little bit of explanation here. I can already tell Vi's a little confused. So this, the version that I have, is very accurate to the translation, but there are. I don't want to say better. There are more logical translations, I guess. They're not so word for word. And in the other version that I read, the husband asked her to secure the door, not lock the door or lock the house, but secure the door. And in the other versions that I read, the door was a solid single door that she then unhinged. So um, I wrote this from my copy's perspective, but then made the note in here to say that there are two different versions that I read. So in her mind, she's securing the door by taking it with her because what is more secure than keeping something with you? (laughs) So she straps the fucking to her back and heads on out. Yeah. How fucking strong is this woman? Is she built like a brick house? God damn. Apparently. Doors aren't that heavy. You gonna strap a door to your back and walk a mile? So modern I mean, if it was doors, like a half door. Modern <laughs> doors aren't heavy, but old doors were like solid. Yeah. So if you go by the version in my copy, it's only half a door. But if you go right. by the As other say, it's version, half a door. And doors used to be a lot That's shorter true. than they are now. It is true. But let's, no. not, let's not get hung up on her strength, though you will question it later. So when she arrives back to Frederick, she finds him resting, and she proudly explains that she has successfully secured the door and shows her, him the door on her back. He <laughs> just looks at her and goes, I'm not carrying that. You brought it, you keep it. Smart man. 
Smart man. <laughs> now, they find themselves near a forest and they go into it, I guess, following the trail of the rogues. Because remember, this whole time they've been trying to hunt down these thieves. Yes, thank you. So he cared about the house being locked previous to her carrying the door, but now that she has the door, he doesn't care. So I'm pretty sure he was just trying to get rid of her for a while to just like decompress. I really hope that the rogues go back and steal all of the earthenware dishes. <laughs> that would be awesome. Prediction. <clears throat> prediction. So they find themselves right. in the forest. They're still on the trail of the rogues, but they've not been able to find them just yet. And it gets dark and they decide that they need to sleep through the night. So they decide to climb up into a tree. And yes, Catherine lugs this fucking door up behind her. Well, still strapped to her back, technically. So they get up into the tree and try to get comfortable. And as luck would have it, after a little while, the rogues appear below them and set up camp under their tree. So it's really lucky. If I was Catherine, I would use the door to make like um, like a platform to sleep on. Like put it. I thought you were gonna on. say drop on their heads and knock them out. But oh yeah, that too. Seen. Yep, that one. <laughs> so what do these two do? Frederick decides to climb down on the opposite side of the tree, gather some stones, climb back up the tree, and throw the stones at the rogues, trying to knock them out. He mm, completely. What did he say? Bludgeoning damage. He misses completely. <laughs> but and the rogues just think they're falling. <laughs> So Catherine, at this point, is absolutely exhausted from carrying around this door and dragging it up a tree. But her discomfort in her mind is not from the door, but from the dried pears and vinegar. So she drops them down onto the rogues against Frederick's wishes. The rogues, to I guess their credit, <laughs> think that it's just leaves and dew. Yes. Does Frederick specifically tell her not to do this? He tells her not to do everything from now on. I just didn't okay. write it out. Yeah, he's like, dude, don't do that. Please don't do that. They'll find us and hang us. And she's like, I can't help it. Drops bears. Yes, think you do. In what world would you confuse vinegar with dew? Grimm's world. <laughs> Feeling no relief after dropping the pear <laughs> and the vinegar, Catherine surmises that, you know, it might actually be the door that's causing her discomfort. So, against Frederick's wishes, finally she lets it go. And so, here's the two versions. In my version, the door falls creates such a loud bang it scares the thieves away and they leave everything behind in the other version i read the door actually falls on the thieves and murders them if we want if we went the real grim one it's probably the thieves get murdered by the falling door no it's the other one technically the real grim one the, the closer direct translation is the one where it doesn't kill them. Yeah. That's so weird. So the story where they die is with them finding their gold and going home and that's it. The, the, the version I have, there's more 
and you will understand why they cut it out when I'm done explaining it to you. Okay. Oh my god, is it cheese related? Do you remember Clever Elsie? No. We're going back. <laughs> end. Oh. End scene. God. Yeah, this story weirdly ends up very similar to Clever Elsie. So they find the gold and they go home. And when they get home, whether it's the next day or whatever, it doesn't say. But Frederick says, Catherine, you now have to work because I'm tired of dealing with your shit all the time. Go out into the field and actually do something worthwhile. Hmm. She agrees and she goes to the cornfield to work. But when she gets there, she decides she wants to eat first. After eating, she decides that she wants to take a nap. But this weird thing happens where she's like half asleep, but working at the same time. And during this process, she slices off almost all of her clothes. Yeah, I don't know. So she naked in a cornfield is one of the worst things that I could possibly imagine. (laughs) So she wakes up and she's half naked and from dream harvesting is what I called it. And she panics when she sees her state and she runs home and knocks on the door. She asks because this state that she's in makes her wonder whether or not she is Catherine. So when she knocks on her door at home, she asks Frederick, is Catherine in? And Frederick says, yes, she's most likely asleep in back. Now, wearing clever Elsie, I'm pretty sure Hans wanted to get rid of her. I feel like Frederick just thought Catherine was home for some, like she got home with sleep and he just kind of didn't think about it. I don't know why. Maybe it's because he had no part to play in this moment where Hans actually like draped the net over Elsie. But um, she she then concludes that she must not be Catherine. So she's in this identity crisis. And at this moment, she stumbles upon a group of thieves. And she tells them that, you know what? I may not be Catherine, but I'm going to help you steal because I guess that's what I meant to do. So her clever way of doing this is that she goes to the front door of a house, knocks on the door and shouts, do you have anything we want to steal? The thieves are rightfully annoyed by this and want to get rid of her because she's ruining their thing. So they tell her to go to the turnip field in town and steal turnips for them. And this is a pastor's field. So she goes to this field. However, as she's pulling up turnips, a man sees her bent over and automatically assumes she's a devil. Is she so, still half naked? Yes. So okay. she, he runs to fest, fetch the pastor. The pastor has a lame foot and says he can't go to the field. So the man's like, I'll just carry you. It'll be fine. So he carries the pastor to the field. When they arrive... Catherine stands up and that just absolutely terrifies these two men who turn and run the pastor's foot remarkably no longer lame. The end. (laughs) I love these abrupt endings because they just confuse and you do so much. (laughs) Welcome to Grace. I don't even know where to begin can we go back to the cheeses (laughs) (laughs) can we go back to when the world made sense and 
Catherine was throwing cheeses down a hill. <laughs> I think I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I feel like you have officially broken me. I. I don't have any. I don't have any official question. It's just a giant. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that these would get to you because they just are like. And actually, when I read them the first time, I told Tom about it, and he was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> See, I've said this time and time again. We have like the same brain sometimes because he has these same reactions. But, you know, in The Sims 4, when you have mods and then your mods break and it's like your clothing or your hair, so then The Sim is just this black and red thing with a giant question mark? That's me right now. That, yeah. I personally me. prefer the story where the door killed the thieves and they got their gold and they left the inn. The rest of it is just like, okay. Yeah. I have no moral past that. Like, Nothing. It's just I a don't, story that exists. I don't know if there's a moral before that, though. <laughs> exactly. It's just a story that exists. Like, why? Why is this here? Why do we have this? Now, my question is, this is the one thing at the end of the story that I wondered. Were they real people? The cheeses or the Catherine? <laughs> Frederick and Catherine. The cheeses are our own friends. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the robbers. The whole no. Robbers. Fr- so the Grimm brothers, they went around Germany and collected local folk tales. Yeah. Folk tales are often steeped in some form of truth, even if it's super far removed by the time you hear it. <laughs> were Frederick and Catherine real fucking people? <laughs> I'm telling you that Catherine is the root of all human stupidity, so probably. There you go. Inky dude's very lost. She doesn't know what to do with her life anymore. Is Inky do within? No. Inky do is yes. It, no. Wait. <laughs> Are you going to have an identity crisis and disappear into the woods never to be seen again? I, I think I might. How you have to go with a belled net. No, how long? No, I have to make it to Halloween. I have to wait for the for my people to come and take me. The host. <sighs> can it be Halloween so I can just end now? The host see. makes far more sense than Catherine and Frederick. It makes so much more sense than Catherine and her fucking. This is, this is grim, though. Like, no stories are just, and I I often wonder. Are they lost in translation? So my goal is to go back and read them in German someday. That's the goal. It's not today, not this day, but something, I feel like something missing, or maybe this is just the story. Maybe they're trying to say, maybe, maybe, oh my gosh, this is going to be very bad, but maybe the point of this particular story was women shouldn't think. And should only follow what their husbands say. Mm-hmm. Because when women come up with their own ideas, everything goes wrong. That's actually probably pretty accurate. It definitely had very Pandora's box feel to it. Yeah. I hit my elbow. <laughs> I want to go back 
to the grapes of wrath. I don't like this episode. Now, the next story is probably the most fucked up, and I personally find it quite terrifying. Is it? Is like, it? Is it a long story? You know, so I read two versions, and the first version wasn't as long as the second. And we're going into the second, so I warned y'all that I wrote a lot of words today. I know, I know. It's just like the alcohol is like, I'm fading fast. You can do it, but first I do have to pee because I broke the seal like cheeses ago. (laughs) I broke so many cheeses ago. Holy shit. <laughs> you know what I really want right now? I just want some cheese. Uh, do I have cheese? I'm I have those get... little baby wheels in my fridge. I'm, I'm going to get some cheese. Hold on, BRB. Yeah, d- well, shit. Snack break. Baby, you're the cutest thing. Oh my god, everybody's gone. Everyone left. I'm all alone. I'm all alone. All by myself. There's no one. We left to go get cheese. Crap. We got cheese. (laughs) All right. So Victoria was worried about the length of this next story. It's about She's four pages. snacks too. She'll be fine. It's about four pages double space long. We are we are power charging here. She wants to go get a snacky snack. Snacky snack. She needs more liquor apparently because she's powering it down. <laughs> she drank an entire bottle of wine. Shh. When you start to power down, you just fuel with more alcohol. No. Honestly, I'm the worst person to take advice from when drinking because I'm the person that will push somebody too far. Warning everyone now. Cheese. Cheese is yummy. Cheese is rotten milk. It's delicious mm. rotten milk. All right. So I hate to say it because everybody apparently wants cheese now except for me. I don't like cheese. So I hate to say it. That was the fun story. The next story is kind of a downer. So prepare yourself. But it I is mean, the you, most fucked up out of the three. That's why I saved it for last. Do we need a content warning for it? Because you definitely didn't give one in the episode. Did I not give one in the beginning? Did we need one in the beginning? We need one for people that cannot handle Catherine's stupidity. All right. So I 
other than Catherine's stupidity, I don't think we needed one before now, but we definitely need one now. There is murder, cannibalism, child oh. murder, uh, the devil um, possession, maybe? That was oh. a heart. That shouldn't have been a heart. It was supposed to be a question mark. Um, all the bad things. All the bad things. So I'm here uh, for this one's more traditional, Grim. You eat your rotten milk. Gross. I am. I'm also going to enjoy the uh, baby murder cannibalism stuff. Well, you know, my jam. Your rotten yep. milk. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> Did I not look drunk anymore? That didn't do anything. Nope. You guys, this isn't fair. I think I'm the only one drunk and I'm all alone. I'll start singing spam a lot to you and it'll be sad. I can't drink anymore. I hate your work life. I'm working on it. I've I've had an entire bottle of wine. I don't I don't know what more you want from me. More. I do have a second one upstairs. So this is 13% alcohol. And I think the last, I think Alicia told me that once it hits like 14%, it's considered like hard luck. I'm too weird. Is Is it what? I didn't hear any, like you guys talked at the same time. I don't know what's happening. I just said, I think mine's only 10%. Oh, so this is supposed to be shared with two people. Mine's, mine's 21%. Like that big. Awkward. Shut yes, up. I know I'm drinking liquor. It tasted like coconut. Gross. I hate coconut more than I hate cheese. Mm-hmm. My cheese is I was so good. Because I won't eat anything with coconut in it, but I'll eat things with cheese in it if I have to. Anyway. The last story I have for you is called the Juniper Tree. And there's going to be quite a few Snow White vibes here, which is why I'm super happy that Vi has rejoined us for this story. So the story starts with a rich man who had a beautiful and pious wife. They were deeply in love and desperately wanted children. In the courtyard in front of their house was a juniper tree. One day in winter, the wife stood beneath it cutting an apple, and she accidentally cut her finger, causing droplets of red to fall into the snow. Pause. Yeah. I think I might actually know this story. Weird. Continue. We'll see. We'll see if this is if this is the story I think it is. I think I might actually The title is very familiar to me as well, actually. So I'll be very sad if you both heard it so looking at the blood she exclaims that she wants a child and i quote as red as blood and as white as snow but there's no stipulation on what part she wants to be red or white and they describe this child in the future many times as being as red as blood and as white as snow but they never ever say which parts because like their skin could be like the color of a my pancake maker. <laughs> They're albino. Their eyeballs are red and their hair is white. I don't know. I was thinking the what is it, Vitigolo, where they the melanin forms in like weird shapes, so they're like white with dark yeah. patches all over them. 
We never find out. We never find out. But anyway, so she, once she says this out loud, she suddenly feels super happy and is overcome with the feeling that this wish will be granted. And suddenly she's pregnant. <laughs> and she essentially worships the tree from here on out because it, in her mind, it gave her this baby. So nine yeah. months later, she gives birth to a boy and she is so overcome with happiness that she does. What a way to go. What a way to go. If you're going to go, go happy. Go after giving birth to a mutant baby. <laughs> a mutant baby. It's red and white. It's a mutant baby. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so her husband, following her last wish, buries her beneath the juniper tree. And he is super sad for a while, but eventually he remarries. His second wife gives birth to a daughter. After a while, this wife grows jealous of the little boy because she decides that her daughter deserves to inherit everything. And the one obstacle in their future is this little boy. So her hatred for the boy grows day by day, and it is stoked by what they describe as the evil one. Later, you find out it's the devil. And it just, like, fuels into her bloodstream and, like, taints her every thought. So she eventually starts abusing this child, smacking him around and whatnot until he is absolutely terrified of her. One day, the woman and her daughter are upstairs when the daughter asks, for an apple they were the apples were stored in a chest with a very heavy lid the woman takes one from the chest and hands it to her daughter when the daughter asks if her brother could have one too because the daughter actually loves her brother she doesn't know any better the woman absolutely furious that her daughter thought this child that she hates should also have an apple tells her that fine yeah he can have one but only when he comes home from school and it was in this moment that she saw the boy coming down the road. So she takes the apple back from her daughter and says, you can't have one until your older brother has one and throws the apple back into the chest because the devil gave her a plan. Um, yeah, the devil gave her a plan. <laughs> so she throws the apple into the chest and closes the lid. When the little boy returns home, the stepmother asks if he would like an apple. He replies with the best line in the entire story. How dreadful you look. Yeah, it's like an apple. <laughs> being corrupted I by the devil will do that to you, though. The boy's not corrupted. The ugly her, her. Yeah, makes you ugly. Right, she's she's corrupted, so she's ugly as fuck now. So, I love this boy. He's everything. You what? I love this boy. He's everything. Please tell me he doesn't die. So she leads him upstairs to the chest and opens the lid, telling the boy to grab an apple for himself. The little boy leans over the chest to get an apple. And when, and just then, when his head is over into the chest, she slams that heavy lid shut and decapitates him. I'm enjoying your pain, and I shall drink on your tears. Uh, that's disgusting. 
I also have into the apples. I also have all over the apples now. I don't think this is the worst part, though. I think the neck part is the worst part. Are you- Why are they putting apples in the chest? Because they're going to rot. I don't get it. You're worried about the apples? She just murdered a it's what your brain can focus on right now. Yes, my brain is like, why is there a chest full of apples? Because you don't put apples with things and you don't like keep them enclosed because they give off that chemical thing that rots shit. And now her son's head is in with the apples. I feel like mm-hmm. it's an improvement. The little, um, so actually, I was just about to reread that. So she takes his body. Because she's now filled with terror, because she's worried she'll get caught for murdering her stepson. So she, she takes with this blood too. Jeez. So she takes his body and places it in a chair. She takes his head, puts it back on his neck, and takes a handkerchief and wraps it around his chest or around his neck and like tucking it in to hide the wound. Yeah, it's totally, totally gonna work. Apparently, it does as long as you don't touch the body. So she leaves the boy like that with an apple in his hand and she goes to the kitchen and begins boiling water. Her little daughter, now remember, her daughter is younger than this boy. We don't know their ages, but I'm assuming she's probably like five, six-ish. She's young. She's younger than the boy. So her daughter comes to her crying and tells her that her brother had an apple and she asked if she could have it, but he didn't say anything. And the fact that he didn't say anything really scared her. So her mother tells her to go back to the little boy and ask him for the apple again. And if he doesn't say anything, box his ears. So the little girl does just this. And when she goes to like, box his ears, his like head falls off. <laughs> she thinks she Wait. killed him. <laughs> Yep. Yep. The mother framed her child, her little baby girl. Is this what she means though? Box boxes ears? Mm-hmm. Hey, you box the ears, you like smack them on the ear. Oh, I've literally never heard this expression before in my life. Never? Yeah. It's pretty dangerous actually, because you could rupture your eardrum. Yeah, you like essentially like smack a kid like this. And, and like, actually that happens in It's a Wonderful Life. Um, the pharmacist to the, the little boy, like, boxes his ears. Makes oh, I this. I thought she was just, like. <laughs> no, you, like, smack him in the ear. So um, his head rolls off. The little girl, freaking out, goes to her mom, absolutely distraught, and explains that she knocked her brother's head off. But she's so young, she doesn't understand that you can't do that. i laughing at this little girl's sadness (laughs) she punched her brother's head off (laughs) oh oh, what a a D &D character origin story (laughs) holy shit can i use this one for for um adam's game like yeah yeah totally Totally, she had to run away from home so she didn't get so she didn't get killed for her brother's murder. Accidentally punched off my brother's face, (laughs) 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 and now I'm living with this guilt. (laughs) 
<laughs> punching <laughs> off my brother's face. <laughs> but like for realsies. <laughs> Not like metaphorically, but like for realsies punched off his face. <laughs> Uh, so, so her mother really trying for the mother of the year award is like what have you done you murdered your brother this you know, bitch you know let's never speak of it there's nothing we can do to fix it so let's turn him into black pudding <sighs> did I mention cannibalism in my trigger warning you did but also won't the daddy know? We're getting there. So, drink. We didn't even know that his son was gone. We should also have a drink. He would not know oh, that his son was pudding. Huh? It said he would know that his son was gone, but he wouldn't necessarily know that his son was pudding. Correct. So, she pops up her steps oh, body and cooks it into these puddings, which it's like the British type of pudding where it's bread yeah. and you know yeah, black pudding pudding. Is it's, a, not, it's not it's yeah. not like a snack pack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Black pudding it's is flavored very, little boy snack pack. Gross, disgusting, vile. I enjoy snack packs. Don't insult them. Do what? I enjoy snack packs. Don't insult them. I didn't say snack pack. I said black pudding. Oh, yeah, when I had my chance to always feel, again, God, when I had my chance to, uh, I like pudding, I said, no, thank you. Yeah, no, mm. hard pass. I had a chance to try black and white pudding, I also said, no, thank you. Just saying, blood in things creeps me out. But anyway, so she chops up her stepson's body and puts them into puddings. But the little girl is still crying. She is devastated by her brother's death because she loved her brother. She was too young to understand what was going on. Um, but apparently she cried so much that her, as her tears fell into the pan of what her mother was making, no salt was needed. So her- <gasps> That's actually kind of sad. Oh my god, oh, that girl is heartbreaking in the story, you guys. That's disgusting. I tears or child sadness. Which one's disgusting? Could it be the cannibalism? The amount of salt that's going into these puddings. But she's worried about the salt content. <laughs> I mean, also, also like human bodies have a lot of salt in them, so the pudding would just be really salty. Well. The tears really seasoned that dead baby boy flavor. Oh, God. No. Ugh. The father comes home that night and asks, where's my son? Because remember, he loved his son. He asks this as the wife serves him the black pudding for dinner. <laughs> and the daughter is sitting at the table just crying her eyes out. She explains that the son left to be with his mother's family across the country. The father is super upset about this because his son didn't say goodbye because they apparently had a very good relationship, even though his wife abused him and he apparently didn't know about it, but whatever, whatever. He's very upset. The stepmother is like, ah, he'll be gone for about six weeks. It's just only six weeks. You'll be fine. So he believes her. And he thinks that this is the reason why his daughter is crying because the 
his son has gone away for a few weeks. So he tells the daughter, don't worry, he'll be back and eats his food, his black pudding made from his son. As he's eating this food, he exclaims how delicious it is. No, it's not delicious. It's salty as fuck. Gross. <laughs> and weirdly enough, the more he eats, the more he wants. This feeling comes over him that he has to consume all of it. It is all his. And as he's eating it, he throws the bones under the table. The little oh, girl. Whoa. No. But back up, back up. Bones? Bones. Bones and what? They didn't... The black pudding. The, the mother they... didn't like clean the meat off and put it in the pudding. She just chopped it up bones and all and threw it into the pudding. He doesn't question why there's bones and hair and teeth and fingernails in his black pudding. Nope. I'm trying I'm to done. come up with a medical reason and I, I have none. Nope. So the little girl, knowing her brother is in this pudding, like she knows she's not touching it. She's watching her father eat it and she's seeing these bones being thrown on the table. She goes to her room and she finds her finest silk scarf and she takes it and she collects the bones from under the table, wraps them in the scarf and goes to take them outside with I assumed the thought to bury them because she loved her little brother. When she goes outside and nears the juniper tree, at this point, she's been crying so much. She's now crying tears of blood because apparently the juniper tree responds to blood. Like the side note, blood sacrifice. Anyway, when she arrives at the juniper tree, it starts to stir. The branches start to whip around and like come together like it's clapping. A mist comes from beneath the tree, burning like fire. And from this mist comes a bird. That bird flies overhead, singing the most beautiful song this little girl has ever heard. And as it flies away, the farther it gets, the more the tree settles down. And when the tree is fully settled into its original state, the little girl realizes the handkerchief and the bones are just no longer in her hands. They're gone. So the moment left such a feeling of happiness with the little girl that, and it feels like to her that her brother is alive again, she literally skips back into the house, goes to the dinner table, sits down, and starts eating her brother pudding. No, 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 no. Her brother pudding. How about how about this? How about we all just have some cheeses instead? No brother yeah. pudding. <laughs> no brother pudding, just cheese. The bird, however, Ooh. flies far away until it lands at a goldsmith's house. There. Oh. Side note. I need to make this note. I read two versions of the story. The first version ends at the dinner table. The stepmother kills the boy. Turns him into black pudding, serves him to the father. The father is super happy in his story. The rest of this is like the extended edition. Which one's the grim version? The one I'm going into. Oh, like they're both grim, but some whoever posted the first part online and ended it at the black pudding eating thing stopped there for some reason. But I per- I personally really like the end of the story. 
So this this is the one that's in my little pocketbook of grim. Okay. I don't like it. Hold <laughs> up. Is that it? That's all of it? I'm out of liquor, except for the wine product, but I think we're good. <laughs> anyway, the bird flies far away and lands at a goldsmith's house. There, it sings words, and I didn't want to write them down because it feels evil, but I will say them aloud. Oh, we're going to say them, but we're not going to write them. Feels less evil. That no, that, that's the opposite of how this works. No, but I'm drunk. I wasn't going to say them, but now I'm like, let's say them. Oh, I want to know God. what they are. We're summoning some shit. Not we're. I'm, Her. She's I'm going protected. to. All right. So, you got your cross on you? What? I said, you got your cross on you? My rosary's in the other room, but I don't need it. I have a crucifix that was blessed by the Pope, so. What? I said I have a crucifix that was blessed by the Pope. So if you need it in your house, I like, had you can one. I gave it away as a gift. I got it in Vatican City. Yeah, um, my parents got it for me. It's I mean, you door. don't want me to read it. I can. I want to know. Look, <laughs> I'm just saying. I need to know. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. The, the <gasps> bird. The bird, the bird is happens? a happy bird. The bird is not a devil bird. <laughs> T. We finally find out what happens to you. Remember, I'm joining the host. Vi was going to become an Onibaba. <laughs> and you're going to summon some shit by saying stuff you shouldn't. But maybe, maybe I'll become what happens here, which I'll tell you. You're going to be a warlock. A warlock? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like we got the shit into this deal, Vi. Yeah, 100%. Bird. I need more alcohol. Lands at the goldsmith's house. <laughs> And it sings in, well, I'm going to say in English, but the story is obviously in German. But it says, my mother, she killed me. My father, he ate me. My sister, little Marlin Chin, which is her name, but I kind of thought it was wrong to say it for some reason, <laughs> gathered together all of my bones, tied them in a silken handkerchief, laid them underneath the juniper tree. Kaiwit, Kaiwit, which I think is a crow's hand. What a beautiful bird and am I? That's what he says. I'm sure German sounds. What great. evil? What evil shit did you just summon? Can we I don't know. That it? didn't actually seem like an evil incantation to me. I'm not going to lie. No, but this this story actually really creeps me out. But anyway, <laughs> it really does. I'm creeped out by the story, and I think it's because the the way it's described is that the stepmother is practically possessed by the devil. But anyway. So there it sings these words and the goldsmith hears them. He was in the middle of making a chain and he stops and he thinks that this song is so beautiful. So he rushes out to find it, losing a shoe along the way. It's not important, but I think it's funny. When he finds the bird, he it went to join the cheese. What? It went to join the cheese. <laughs> All a, coll things. a colony of All cheese things join the cheeses. <laughs> the island of <laughs> the island of the lost cheeses. Island of misfit cheeses. 
when he finds the bird, he asks it thing again. The bird absolutely refuses to do it. Rightfully so. We're back to capitalism here. And demands that the gold give him that gold chain because the goldsmith still had it in his hands when he left. So he literally dropped everything but kept the pincers and the gold chain in his hand. And he was like, yeah, take this gold chain. So the bird takes the chain and sings those words again. Not repeating it in case it summons something. <laughs> After this, the bird flies to a shoemaker's house. And the same thing happens. He, the shoemaker hears these words being sung and actually a whole crowd forms and he asks the bird to sing again the bird refuses to do it without payment so he gives the bird uh red shoes to sing again now this is going to turn into the boy prediction what so this bird is going to turn into the boy prediction i was expecting um that this might tie into the red shoes story that inky do knows about yeah but that was where I thought it was going. But so um, this is the first description we actually get of what the bird looks like. So he is made of red and green feathers with a golden neck. Now, my first thought was like a large phoenix sort of bird. So the shoemaker does what he does, gives him the shoes. Bird sings again, bird flies away. Bird goes to a mill. And I don't know if you're familiar with a flour mill, but it's typically a um, large round stone that is ran around in a circle, typically by the wind or by people pushing it to grind up wheat. A donkey. Or using an ass. Let's have the technical term, please. (laughs) Mule. The technical term would be mule. That's a hybrid ass is better so the bird arrives at the mill with the red shoes in one claw and the gold chain ass flower Hmm? (laughs) what i missed it i feel like everything's i just go half ass flower (laughs) i don't know why i said it you did well Ass flower, and in case of emergency, great cheese. My life is finished. Like, it's complete. I need nothing more. I shall go off into the West and be Galadriel. <laughs> All right. So, ass flower. At the ass mill, flower. with a gold chain in, his, in one claw and shoes in the other. He sings the song and the people like around stop and beg for more. And he's like, no, 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 no. I don't work for free. If you want to hear it again, give me the millstone. So they give him the millstone weirdly around his neck, like attach it around his neck. Something it's a huge fucking bird. I was going to say, yeah, this is like a fucking rock. Yes. Yeah. After he finishes his second moment of this song, he's this bird flies back to the original family's home with the juniper tree. In the dining room, the father has just finished eating literally all of the black pudding and says how happy he's feeling because that was so fucking satisfying. The what? The why? What the fuck is the why? 
The wife. The wife. It's supposed to be wife. The wife states that she's feeling very uneasy, kind of like the world is about to end. And the little girl has started crying again. So the bird lands on the roof and then jumps down to the juniper tree and begins to sing that same song in freaking language. And I don't know why people aren't more scared of the fact that the bird is singing a fluent song in language, not just like, I don't know, like parents don't sing in full sentences, you know? I mean, they can. I've never heard it because I've never heard it. It makes a fact. Wow. <laughs> wow. Suspension of disbelief. What? I said your suspension of disbelief does not extend to <laughs> bird singing. I'm just kidding. I drink to forget object permanence. Yes. <laughs> but like, if it were me and a random bird, granted, this actually happened to me once. Now that I think about it. <laughs> See, it's fact. It can happen. So when I was in college, I was living in the, my college town and someone actually collected tropical birds and they had some macaws, I believe, that got free and they flew around town and they spoke English. <laughs> and like we walked outside one day, there's just this macaw or whatever sitting in the tree and it starts saying words and you're like, is the world ending? <laughs> Have you never encountered a bird that talks not in complete sentences or full song lyrics my parents wow. didn't have full song lyrics but he spoke in complete sentences yeah short sentences but complete sentences yeah so maybe it's just me because i was thinking like if i heard a bird speaking or singing in complete like choruses i'd be going the devil possessed that bird let's roast it birds yeah, can also no. laugh yeah that's creepy all right it's not like it's not like it's not like laughing because they're entertained it's laughing to mimic human sounds yeah that's as creepy as cats mimicking baby cries Mm -hmm. yep all right so my parent also always referred to himself in the third person oh we had (laughs) my neighbor had a bird and it didn't speak english but spoke in tones and you could say like its name was kiwi and you could say kiwi pretty bird and it would like do the whistle tones to match what you were saying it was cute. Are, are we almost done yeah we're like right there but i just okay. point out my midwestern ignorance okay no it's fine i'm just like Ooh, <laughs> i really have to use the bathroom so it's hard oh. so <laughs> as i said the bird began to sing the same song the wife hears it first and she hears that first line of my mother killed me and she just fucking freaks out she starts plugging her ears trying not to listen to anything else the father hears the second line of my father ate me but he doesn't think anything of it and he thinks just like singing so beautifully the bird sings the third line about the little girl and that makes her cry harder because she kind of gets it but the father upon the third line runs outside to see the bird because he wants to see what is creating such beautiful music. The bird finishes his song and drops that gold chain around the father's neck. The father's super excited. He's like, look what this bird gave me. But the wife, the wife falls to her knees in terror. She's still in the dining room, but the more she hears the singing, it just like actually hurts her physically somehow. 
So the bird sings the song a second time without payment, I might add. And as the bird starts to sing again, the, it sounds more like screeching in the woman's ears and it drives her to the ground in agony. But when the verse about the sister comes the second time, the little girl decides she wants to go and take a look and see what's going on. So she goes outside and the bird drops the red shoes down to her. And she's super excited to have these brand new shoes, put them on and dances around. The wife springs to her feet. And I really like this description because they say that her hair apparently stands up like fire. So I'm just imagining like Hades cosplay. <laughs> yeah. And she explains that it feels like the world is ending, but she has to go see the bird. Like she has to go see what's going on. So she runs outside. As soon as she leaves the safety of the house, the bird drops the millstone onto her head and crushes her. Yes. <laughs> she it. The father and the little girl who apparently after they received their gifts had gone back in the house. It wasn't super clear earlier in the story, but to make this part make sense, they had to have gone back into the house. And when they hear that commotion of the woman being smushed, uh, they decide to go outside and see what's going on. And they are confronted by smoke and flames. And when the fire dies down a few moments later, where the bird once was, now stands the little boy looking super satisfied. The little boy grabs his father and his sister by the hand, leads them back inside, and they resume dinner. The end. <laughs> Does the boy eat himself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Auto cannibalism. I enjoyed that one though, because like very rarely do we get a happy ending. Question. Yeah. What does that have to do with alcohol? What, what was the beginning of the story? Apple. I didn't. Oh my god, there was nothing to do with alcohol. <laughs> Her alcohol-driven mind forgot. So in my, I was like, I don't remember any alcohol in the story, like anywhere, like I not never, even. I oh. never made that connection. So in my original search for like grim stories about alcohol, this was on the list. And now that I think, now that you pointed out, there's nothing about alcohol. So this is a bonus. <laughs> we had to have cannibalism in the episode. We, we cannot did. go without cannibalism. I refuse. We did it for a whole month. On the was, show, not in real life. Yeah, a month was too long. We gotta, we gotta stick with cannibalism. Yeah, I never put that together. <laughs> <laughs> well on that note i don't have an outro that's i don't even know my script ends the end i i don't even know where to begin you covering this i thought you'd have less questions about this one this one at least has like I, a cohesive storyline right I'm like, I'm like yeah. the whole thing kind of makes a little bit of sense this one was a true story the other two the whole time you're just like wait what that that happened but this yeah. one, there's a moment i'm i'm pretty sure you have officially found the stories that have broken me because my i'm just not comprehending no, i'm never ever going to forget Catherine and her cheeses 
But never, never. I'm never going to look at apples the same either. I'm going to tell you that right now. Bobbin for apples has a whole new meaning. Yeah, don't, don't. There's a list. I go eat an apple tonight. But cheese has a whole new place in our friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. That's not the story that I thought was going to be the hit of the night. (laughs) I honestly thought it was going to be the last one, but that's what I love about this podcast. I can't predict it. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Yeah. So between so t is the cheese that got lost what me inky do is the cheese that gets thrown to find the cheese that got lost (laughs) and i'm the i'm the second cheese like the first one falls and then the second there she's like oh maybe this this cheese will be friends with it and then throws the second i'm i'm the friend cheese I would be the lost cheese. <laughs> You're the rogue cheese. Have you ever seen cheese. me navigate? Cheese, cheese, lost cheese. Oh my god! And, and oh my Inky god! Is the cheese that has to save the lost cheese. What? What, what was your steam name? What did you say it was going to be? Um, hold on, I wrote it down. Rogue cheeses. Rogue cheeses. I want to be lost cheeses. <laughs> but would you have to be savior Jesus thank you <laughs> savior Jesus <laughs> alright 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 all right. we're gonna go into the D&D channel Sunday before the game and everybody's gonna change their name their nickname in the, in the D&D discord yes to their appropriate cheese <laughs> I'm literally writing this now and, and nobody's and nobody's we're just we're not going to explain it no one's gonna oh, going to have we're going to have the lost cheese the savior cheese and i guess i should be friend cheeses <laughs> am i cheeses or am i cheese <laughs> <laughs> i would like to be lost cheeses please <laughs> Lost cheeses, savior cheeses. <laughs> I did, I'm telling you, I did not, I could not predict that that was the moment with that this podcast would break. Like, I, <laughs> that wasn't it, guys. And together, gone. all of us form the band Rogue Cheeses. <gasps> Can we be in a band? <laughs> I love it, Rogue Cheeses. All right, we gotta do this outro so I can go. What? All right, so my lips hurt. I'm laughing. We're almost so that was our lovely dive into Grim this month. I don't know. My brain is fried. I I don't know. Also, this is staying because it's got so much use today. <laughs> I want Always one. When I- oh, except I want mine to say prediction. Ooh, you know, you guys, I really <laughs> try to predict things. <laughs> yeah, we were. It was bad. It was rough. But yeah, um, I, I would love to know I- what everybody's favorite story was. I swear to God, if you're all stuck on cheeses, I quit. 
<laughs> I think. Oh God! What was even the first fucking story? The door. Oh God! No, the, the door was also Catherine. Elsie, which really pales in comparison to Jesus. Oh no! Uh, yeah, Elsie. Oh God. Okay. Uh, what was uh? What are we basing this criteria on? Nothing but your own opinion. <sighs> what did you like the most? I would also like to know what the listeners slash viewers like the most. Because I personally like the last story. But it, like, depends on, it depends on how you categorize it. Man, you guys, I'm going to have like, Because like humor factor, Catherine and the cheeses all the way yeah. <laughs> the, news, the story name is no longer Catherine and Frederick because fuck that Frederick it's Catherine and the cheeses it yeah. yeah we all know cheese is real MVP yeah but if you're going from like actual like actual like story then the last one because the last one was the only one that was an actual story I 100% agree with this assessment that is also my my votes do you see why I thought these would be great for drunk people <laughs> I love it. So what, who's doing next week? You. Me? Unless Vi wants to write something. I'm off this week, so I could. I would prefer that, and then I could do the following. I miss you. Because I have a really good one planned out, but I need a lot more time because I'm actually having one of my friends slash co-workers shout out Danny I love you helping me research it because you'll see why <laughs> cool. cool 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 so, so I have no talk. idea what I'm gonna talk about though just google alcohol stories that's mm-hmm. what I did mm-hmm. but I put grim in parentheses and this is the shit I got my first thought is to do some world of warcraft lore stuff about like <laughs> the elementals and and like some mists of pandaria bullshit <laughs> but i don't that's not like it's not like a fucked up story and or a fairy tale in any way shape or form it's just some video game lore and i don't actually know a whole lot about it other than you fight elementals and i think it's cool well, March was supposed to try to have liquor in it. So if you can be like, and and in this story, this one guy had a glass of wine. Done. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. You can make it up. All right. So Vi is doing next week. So join us <laughs> next week. Vi is back. Vi is back. Vi is back. Hi, yeah. Adam. Diane says hi, Adam. Hi friends. He says hi friends. Sup? Are you guys getting my wife nice and drunk? He yeah, asked if no, it's just me. Oh, I don't. <laughs> it says no, it's just me. I drank an entire bottle of wine though, so I don't know what more I could have done. More wine. Faster. You've been out here for a while. <laughs> I don't said drink it faster. Uh, I, I mean, I guess it's fair. I I drank I it, it in in two hours. So. That looks so good. I'm mostly I'm just thirsty. You look really pretty. Thanks. Do you want makeup on? No. You look very pretty. Thanks. It's the hair. Oh. <laughs> Alicia says it's the hair. Sweetness. 
Yeah, I think so too. And Diane said something about sweetness. You two were so sweet. I was crying from it because I've had too much alcohol and everything makes me cry eventually. <laughs> On that note, uh, the, the last cheeses. I was crying pretty much the whole wedding. <laughs> yeah. Echo was waiting at the top of the stairs it, for you. I'm surprised I held it together to read that, that thing I read. Oh, I'm glad you did. <laughs> and what was funny is when I heard my voice, it scared me. And so, like, it was all downhill from there. <laughs> well, you did wonderfully. <laughs> Thank you. Because I didn't expect to hear myself. And then I sat down and, like, I just started. I, I'll tell you what made me cry. Visitor puppy. Victoria, you might really enjoy this. So, when I go to a wedding, I never, don't take this, don't take this wrong, but I never look Where's at the bride. When she enters, I always look at the groom and the look on Adam's face when those doors uh, open uh, uh, walked in. Instant tears for me. Oh my God. Aw, that's so cute. It was so sweet. Before you actually cry, I'm going to cry. (laughs) All right. So join us next week when Vi tells a story. Hopefully we don't have as many questions. We get more drunk and Titania doesn't cry. Can we, <laughs> can we all get drunk this time instead of just me? I will try. It's it's very, very difficult for me. I can't. I Why? work in well. But you work. You have an excuse, Inky Doo, but bye. Why can't you get drunk? I just, like, my body is just not... He's the opposite of me. I have I have two speeds. I have I have sober and I have alcohol poisoning. And there's no in between. Well, let me be the first to tell you, don't die. <laughs> I get the stages, which means that I'm probably the best alcoholic because I go from this feels fine and I get the stages of this is better and this is better and this is better. Oh, I may have gone too far. I smell alcohol when I'm drunk. So I'm good. So apparently two of these it's a good level. I yeah. I'll probably feel it the weekend, but I don't think it'll be that bad. Other visitors. I really have to go, so we're gonna end this. Bye everybody. Say bye to Appa. Say bye, Appa. He's trying to eat a pretzel out of my hand. Oh my god, he's so cute. All right, bye guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye. End.